start um, actually the next few weeks talking about something that we all need to know. I've taught on it before. I've preached it in a living or Kingdom Living series. But it is so important. Uh, it is so uh, foundational that we have to do it now. I was going to talk this week about if s- some stuff's not working, you've been praying and it say it's not working. Four you know, possible leaks you could check. You know, if let's say your, your boat's taking on water. You want to find out where that water's coming in so you can plug it so you don't go down. I get it. But the Lord impressed on me. He said, you know what? You've got to go back to build the foundation or they won't be able to stop a leak because they don't know how to get the foundation. So we need to talk about it again. And uh, so we're just going to go through what we need to go through. And God is going to do some great things. I'm going to let you know just a little preview. And I'll, I'll try to have something ready for you next week that we'll, we'll get maybe a, a film clip or something that'll start. We're going to do a, um, a series in December uh, just about using the force. And so it'll be more Star Wars themed. And so it'll be a great uh, illustrated message to bring somebody to. And we'll let you know when, when that series starts. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the law of agreement. And so we've been studying in the past confession and faith and, and all of that. But isn't it important to know what you're confessing and if you agree with what you're confessing? Have you ever said stuff that you really don't even agree with or you don't even know what you're saying? And, you know, you watched, you ever watch people say the Pledge of Allegiance? They don't even understand really the meaning of it. My wife was talking about we live in a free country. There are people that just say it because I guess we're supposed to say it. When I was a kid, we recited it in school. But we really had no foundation other than their there were army guys that fought, you know, and, and we didn't understand really why it is one nation under God, all of those things. So there's life kind of happens to us. The Bible says that a man who shrinks back from fear has no, he has no pleasure in him. We have to understand about faith in God to say, God, I want to be in agreement with what you're saying so that I can see these things that you've put in my heart. How many knows you have desires that you're believing God to come to pass? Okay, for that to happen, then we have to get into agreement with what the Bible says, and and then we bring our faith into play with that. You see, when we have faith and we're walking in faith, and what faith does, it implements or it has God's will that acts out here on the earth. That's what we need. We need God's will to be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so we need that to happen. And so if we're operating in fear because we really go to either two sides of the coin we're we're faith or we're we're fear we're we're i don't want to do that we might look in you know and all of those things we have to have faith if we walk in fear we are not accomplishing the will of god and so he uh doesn't have pleasure in that god wants uh to have his will here on the earth so today we're going to talk about Uh, A law in the kingdom, and it is the law of agreement. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready. If you're married, this is a very powerful law and can be very powerful in your relationship and in your marriage. If you're not married, it's still a very powerful law. It doesn't diminish in power. It just means you're going to be in agreement with God if you don't have anybody to be in agreement with, you know, if you don't have somebody that's your your spouse to be in agreement. You can be in agreement with a brother or sister in the Lord in church or at your workplace or whatever. But how many knows that there is just power in agreement? And if God is with you, if God before you, who can be against you? So you have the greatest right there. So either way, it's a law. And uh, 
So it is set, and we've discovered this. Now, you got to understand, laws can be discovered, but they can't be changed. This is a kingdom law. The power or the law of agreement is a kingdom law. I can't change that. God has already said it. I can discover it and understand it and work in it, but I can't change it. So if you're going to take notes, this is a good uh, weeks to take notes. It's proven that if you don't take notes, within 72 hours, many of you will forget 95% of what I'm telling you today. Okay? So that might look spiritual, but it's not real bright. So let's take our notes. Let's, you know, if you got to jot some things down, then jot some. If you got a bulletin today, there is a uh, insert there that says for notes. So that's a great place to put them. I'm going to give you seven uh, things that you need to know about the law of agreement. Now, we may not get through all of them today, but this is going to be your magnificent seven. This is going to be how you can put these things into place and how things can begin to happen. Here's number one. We agree with things every day. We walk in this law every day. Sometimes we don't even realize it. Have you ever signed a lease or a contract or a warranty or or in loans? Ever agree not to duplicate things, copyright laws, those kind of things. Um, What does it mean if you sign something and you put your name on it? It means that you are subject to what is on that paper, amen? Amen. So, you know, how many, rem- well, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was growing up, there was a time uh, when my grandfather and my father would tell me there used to be a day when you could shake a man's hand or say something to him and he would say something back and your word, how many know that this was the saying, my word is my bond. In other words, it was just as good as anything else. Uh, they could tell you anything and that was as good as signing anything, but we don't live in a day quite like that anymore, do we? You know, we, that's why everything is legally, you know, they're bound legally. So what it means when you sign, that's why they say you should always know what you're signing and read the what kind of print, the fine print. Now there's commercials out for insurance that says you wrecked your car and they say, read page 13 on your print. And it says, blah, 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 blah. And did you read it? No. And you've all seen the commercial for Liberty Mutual or whatever. They're just telling you, we, you know, you need almost a lawyer or, or somebody that can decipher uh, that kind of talk to understand what in the world you just signed. The party, the first part is conjoining in conjuncture with the party. You know, I mean, all of those things. And so we need to understand when we are signing something, we're coming into agreement with the contents of what is on that contract. So once we sign it, what that's saying is justice will be done, meaning the contract is binding. If you go into a court, the attorney doesn't say if they're defending their client against you. They don't. Well, I thought it meant this. They do not care what you thought. They just said this is what the contract says and you sign it. Well, I thought they meant this. Doesn't matter what you thought they meant. This is what the contract says. And that, that is what it means, and that's what you get bound to. So that's the way the word of God operates. His word is, is set in, in, in agreement, in law, in stone. It doesn't change. So when we agree with the word of God, we come into agreement with what it says. A lot of people would like to be somewhere else, but they're not where they're are and and the reason they're not is because their mouth is saying and putting them in agreement with something that they don't want to see happen 
They're putting them somewhere else. They would like to be here, but out of their mouth, they're just saying, it's always, I'm doing, I'll never get well, I'll blah, 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 blah. And whatever they're saying, and they would like to be over there, but they can't see themselves over there. And what they're saying doesn't put them over there. But they've spoken and walked out what they've said. They painted the picture of where they are right now. Some of that's kind of hard to swallow, but it, it also gives us another hope to say, you know what, I could change some of that. I could speak differently, and we're going to talk about that so that I could change what's happening to me right now. Point number two of our seven is this. We set the speed of that. We set the speed. We put this law in motion by our response to it or our lack of response. We agree with things, and we need to be aware of that. Even while other people are speaking, have you ever came into agreement with something and you really weren't really paying attention, but you're going, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. And you were nodding and agreeing to something you may not know. And I, you've heard me tell the story of my wife making a phone call and there's somebody calling, how is Sam? Well, his fever is this. I think it was Sam. Yeah. And, and they said to her, well, the fever will go up. Fevers always go up at night. And we had you know, prayed and believed the medicine wasn't working and, you know, and it was just, I mean, you know, the enemy's fighting. And when he's, the person said this and he says this to her, well, fevers go up at night, she goes, mm-hmm. And then we're praying and believing and, you know, rebuking the fever and all that. And she's asking God, why, why is this happening, God? We've prayed, we, we agree that this can't stay. And he, this is what he said to her. He said, you came in agreement with what was said on the phone. And she had to go back and reach, because when he said fevers go up at night, she went, "Mm mm-hmm. Now, you might say, well, that's not really saying anything. Uh Uh-huh. Yet it is, because she was in agreement with that statement. Without even really recognizing it, she's allowing that. Yeah, okay, I'll believe that. Sure, let that come in. And so then she realized that the Lord showed her that she broke that agreement. We we literally out loud said, Father, we break that. We're not in agreement with that at all. This thing has to subject itself to the word into Jesus Christ. And and so we broke that. And in 15 minutes, his fever broke. I'm just telling you, it is something that you need to understand. We set the speed. We put the law in motion by what we say and what we believe. Things change according to what we say. And what we believe. Romans says to call things that are not as though they are. When we are praying, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When we are praying, we speak the end result. We are in agreement with God, what God says has already happened. Nudge your neighbor, make sure they're awake. You see, we have the authority to do that. Proverbs 18, 20, 21 says this, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. He shall be filled. He shall be filled. Yeah, um, never mind. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So the words that you speak can bring a satisfied life. The tongue has the power to work either life or death. There's two kingdoms. And so if we understand that, then we can understand the principle of faith and release faith. We can love that. We can enjoy the fruit of that life. If we don't want to speak that, then we can enjoy the fruit of what we're speaking. Some of us have to look in the mirror and go, I need to change what I'm saying. 
Everything God has for you is in faith. And once we understand that principle and we operate in that, we're going to enjoy those things. It's our key. Here's Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Make, either make the tree good and its fruit good. Now, notice that this says either make. So what Jesus is talking here, he's given you the authority. So he's, you can make this. Do you, did you see that? Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they'll give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. The fruit he's talking about is not like apples or grapes or that kind of thing. He's talking about words. He's talking about what comes out of your mouth. And notice that it says brings forth good things. You need to see that. You need to underline that in your Bible. Not words. Your words are bringing forth good things. So to get things, you have to use words. And you have to pray them in. Good comes from good stored up inside, bad from bad inside. Remember, we've talked in the past that this is a say covenant, followed by doing. You say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. It's simply put, we've heard this saying, I grew up in it, you know, you are what you eat. This kingdom principle here, the spiritual version, we are what we speak. Now, again, this applies to everyone, applies to me, applies to everyone. So there are areas in all of us that we have to say, you know what, I might need to watch a little closer to what I've been speaking. You can talk to somebody for just a few moments and realize where they are and the way they talk, how strong they feel. Maybe they're very discouraged and we've all been there. Then you will know whether, hey, can I be an encourager? Can I help build them up? Can I be part of the the body and do what God is wanting me to do and say, listen, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to set my faith in agreement. Remember when Pastor Rob was here and and I said, I'm going to agree with you on that. And he said, you are the only person that has told me that. You remember that? There's a principle there because there's a law that has to apply. And he jumped on that as soon as he had somebody that would say, I'll be in agreement with that instead of let me just pray with you about it. It's good to pray with people about things. And it doesn't mean you can't be in agreement when you pray. But to speak, I'm in agreement with that. I'm saying I agree with you that that will happen. That holds weight. Here's number three. (coughs) Excuse me. Your belief system, what you believe. I'll spend a couple minutes on this. It's a heart issue. We can mask it and hide it in church. We can come to church and be all happy and do all the things that we're supposed to do. Nobody knows the pain or, you know, we kind of hide all of that. But faith will always confess God's will. That's what faith does. It confesses the will of God. Its function is to bring God's will here on the earth. It is our weapon to be able to use or or our our, part of our arsenal or our foundation so to speak of what to do so what we really believe in our heart is what's going to come out 
So if we guard our confession and saying like, whoops, I can't believe I said that. Maybe we should go a little deeper and say, whoops, I can't believe I'm believing that. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't just say something without thinking. I get it. But I'm telling you, you know exactly what I'm what I'm meaning. There are times that I've been at work when I worked at Honda. There's a guy professing and good guy, nice guy. Oh, you know, I love Jesus and all that. And man, he smacked his thumb. Boy, there wasn't <laughs> some very colorful things about Jesus that were coming out. And and then he, you know, he was repenting and, t- you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And I shouldn't have, you know. And, you know, so he later, as we got to talk, he's like, I can't believe, you know, that man, that was. And he had to find out where that stuff was stored up, how that stuff got in. So, again, we have to guard not only our confession, but according to the scripture we were, we read, it, it is what's in us that's going to come out. A good tree bears what kind of fruit? And a bad tree? So we need good, and it, and it says, as we say, we can get the, the things by using the word. And I'm, we're not after things, but I'm not talking about things just materially wise or that kind of, I'm talking about just, you know what? I can speak peace to my family. I can speak life to my family. I can speak joy in my household. I can break strife. Come on, somebody. I can do that by speaking life and speaking what God is calling. I want to be able to draw people to go, why is this not happening? Just like my wife saying, you know, in in this whole election thing, you know, you had your choice of two candidates. You probably didn't like either of them. You know, if we're being real honest, you know, I don't know of any of them are, you know, that are really morally great that we could go, woohoo. So you have to base what you're, at least you did on the Bible. Just base it on the Bible. That's that's the best way you can do it. So no matter who's in office and who's won, you still got to pray for the office. You still got to speak life because you live in this country. You are an American. Confessing is one thing, and but believing is another. We learned about that. You didn't know it was Bible stuff, but when you're going up through school... Will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my girlfriend? Will you go steady? I love you. I'm confessing my love to you. Then you find out, you know, by the time you get to high school, they've confessed their love to about 15 people. Because they didn't really believe it in their heart. It was just an act. It was just part of everybody's doing it. I guess we just are supposed to do it. I'm trying to get you to understand what God is saying in your belief system. If you'll speak what is in the word and you'll believe what God says, things will change. Things will happen. So how do we change our heart? See, our heart goes by experience, by what we've, what we've lived I can say I have faith in this chair. It will hold me because I've experienced the chair holding me. I've seen chairs hold a lot of people. I'm not really, you know, so my faith is like, okay, that chair should hold. It's sturdy, metal, that kind of thing. I get it. Okay, and so our belief system is based a lot on what we've experienced, what we've felt, what we... And so that's, if we've felt heartache and pain, we didn't feel good, we didn't do this. I haven't felt this in the... In church, I got hurt in church, and then we'll base our whole church experience on a situation that God was not in, and then we walk the rest of our life wounded. 
So how do we change our heart? There's only one way to change your heart, and it's going to take God. Romans 12, 2, I just talked to the students last Wednesday a little bit about that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the will of God, uh, the word of God, transforms the heart of man and then releases his will on the earth. We've, we've already talked about that. So where your treasure lies, the Bible says, your heart lies also. It gets misquoted all the time. You've heard me say that all the time, but it does. It'll say, instead of where your, it'll say where your heart lies, your treasure lies. It's misquoted. The Bible says where your treasure lies, your heart lies. Your heart follows your treasure. That's the way God made you. What do you treasure? That's where your heart goes. So we have to understand that then we have to line up our heart. That is our, think about that. We ask Jesus into our, that's in our belief system because it will then, it'll change because doesn't it say that God has all his riches and kingdom is in heaven and that our treasure where you're, you know, so all of those things get connected, but then whatever's most important well, Brad, I don't get it. I'm just telling you, if you invest in all your treasure is in your money, in the stock market, you will watch the Dow Jones. You will watch all of that. Boy, if it fell down, what am I going to do? If you're, all your treasure is in your car or your boat, you'll be polishing it every day. And, and there's nothing wrong with keeping a nice vehicle or keeping it clean. But if that's where your treasure is and your heart's there, you know, I, I remember talking to a guy and he, you know, he had a beautiful vehicle. I'm like, man, that is a sharp ride. He goes, oh, man, it's so dirty. You could eat off of that thing. There, I mean, I, you'd be hard pressed to find any dirt on it. But that, you know, it's just, it was just too dirty for me. I'm like, really? But he he spends his whole, you know, and that was uh, his deal. He said, I just can't, you know, I can't. He's got to polish it. He had to wash it and wax it like three times a day. It seemed like, and just that was that was his treasure. But God is what is needed. To change you. The Bible says that he keeps track of every idle word. You know, an idle word simply means producing no effort. Just words that you just say without really thought. Or it's just, you know, you're just saying it. Think of a car just sitting idling. It's not accomplishing anything. It's just sitting there. But God's word is always active. Proverbs 17, 20 says, He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. He who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. Now, people who fall into trouble... They do it by surprise, like falling into a hole. But a man with a perverse heart isn't always meaning what you think. It doesn't mean necessarily perverted. It just means that it is not thinking God's will. It doesn't line up with God's will. So anything that doesn't line up with God's will would not be his will and would be perverse. Does that make sense? So it has to line up knowing that his, his word is the plumb line. That's what that's saying. Everything has to line up with his word. I don't want to agree with anything that's not God's word. So if I don't believe what God says, then I have a perverse heart. I am not believing what he says. I'm believing something that man has said. So in a society in a world that has got media driven, you know, right after the election, Mallory told me, she goes, Dad, don't get on Facebook. It's a war out there. And, and, you know, it is just a tool that people can voice what they think. And then, you know, if you voice something too strong, somebody else comes back and says, rasa, 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 rasa. And then somebody else comes over and says, rasa, rasa, And then you got, you know, and then pretty soon you got people that are mad at each other. And I get it. But can we not just say, you know what? 
I'm going to just base what I do off God's word. I've done my part. You, you know, you voted how you felt led of God to do it. It is what it is now. Let's just pray for the, the position and the, the place and pray for our country and play, pray for our nation because we are still, we believe in one nation under God. And so that's what we have to do. So we have to start saying, God, how do you want me to be? How do you want me to do? Talk about agreement. Think about all of those things that, that we're talking about. I'm going to give you, I'm going to we'll just review real quickly here. We agree with things every day. We set the speed in our belief system. And here's number four, and then we'll finish with this one today. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're married, the Bible says you become one, one flesh. And what's different from a married couple than a couple who lives together? Everybody say covenant. I get that question all the time. Well, I had somebody tell me one time, I said, well, you told me. I said, you deceived me. You told me you were married. And this is what the response was. We are married in our hearts. And that was just like I'm doing now. There's a long pause. I'm like, really? Yes, because we are married in our hearts. But according to the state and to these United States, you ain't married. But in our hearts we are. So I just told you we're married in our hearts. Okay, that doesn't work for me. I don't know if it works for you, but young lady, if you're just living with a guy and you're just married in your heart, he's going to bail because he got nothing to keep him in your heart. So, you know, and young man, you know, you need to follow the same suit. Lord, see, a covenant is binding and you make a covenant with words. If you're going in front of a minister or you have a wedding, whether it's the justice of the peace downtown or whether it's it, you know, we are gathered together and God with God in the presence of these witnesses. What are, what do we need witnesses? What are they witnessing? Words that are about to be spoken, vows that are about to be exchanged. Malachi says that God is a witness of vows of your marriage. God holds you accountable just as you signed a lease or a contract. So when you're married, in God's eyes, you are one. And that's how you should operate. One in spirit, that means in agreement. You work together. As time goes by, as you grow together, you blend. Isn't that true? How many have been married five years? Less than five years. Ten years. Fifteen. Twenty. 25, 30, 32. You know what happens? You, you start, you know, this is, this is one of my wife's sayings. My, my mother-in-law is back there. I could keep going because she'd been married over 50 years to Charles. He's preaching in another church this morning. But, you know, she'll be, this is, I don't know if Kim got it from her, but this is what Kim will say. I know you. I heard that, you know, she said the other day, she goes, I heard that laugh. I, I know, you know. You, you blend, you get, you get with each other, you know how each other responds, you know what makes each other, all of that stuff. It's kind of like if I have a headache, she takes an aspirin, you know what I'm saying? So you, you get to where you, you know, you, you understand, and, and we do as spouses, we'll do things for each other to help them, knowing that's what they need, because we already know ahead of time. How much more would God do for you if you're in covenant with him? Because Jesus is coming back for what? The bride.
1 Peter 3, 7, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace of, of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. This is really important. Prayers are hindered from, uh, from the other end as well, depending, meaning it's for both husbands and wives, so it doesn't, it's not just applying to husbands, it's also talking about wives, because there's other scripture, wives submit to your husbands, all of that stuff. But what we're saying is you have to operate in unity. If you want your prayers to really be heard and to go past the ceiling and the agreement to matter, then you have to get this law down. If you step out of unity, then you step out of agreement. And then we start tying God's hands from working because, and my wife has said today, we're stepping out of love. We need to be in love. And, and, you know, in the power of that agreement with all of that that happens. Because when we walk together, we release power. If one puts a thousand, two can put ten thousand. And if you're saying, well, Brett, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not married. You can be in agreement with God and his word. You can be in agreement with another brother and sister. You can still walk in power. This isn't, you're not exempt from this. this is, what I'm saying is this, is this is really powerful for those that are in covenant in marriage. But it's still that same law of agreement works whether you're single and you're, and you're saying, God, I'm going to walk this thing out. Let me just tell you this, and then I, we're going to end for today. The enemy will try to get you out of agreement or try to get you not uh, in harmony and peace in your house by, and this is, a, you'll, you'll, as soon as I say it, you'll go, oh yeah, strife. You know what strife is? Strife is argumentative. Uh, there's not peace in it. It's just like rubbing a cat backwards. Uh, it's like giving somebody a steak and they don't have their dentures in. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be, it's going to be hard to chew and hard to get down. I don't know where I got the denture one, but I liked it. What I'm trying to tell you is if you let strife in, it, it takes all of the, uh, it takes the power out of your agreement. It takes the power out of your unity. It takes, it starts separating everything. And then it allows other things in. It says it allows every evil thing. It starts coming in and then bitterness comes in and then resentment and, and, you know, then the holding of, of wrongs. You know, she just read in Corinthians, it says you shouldn't keep tabs on wrongs. Well, you did this to me. And this is what you did. Well, the Bible says if you're going to love, you got to get rid of that. Somebody told me one time, guess what? You know, you did this so many times. You told me this so many times. And I didn't like it. Well, okay. I didn't know. I didn't keep track. But some of the things you asked, I couldn't agree with. So I'm sorry. You cannot walk in love and in power of agreement if you are walking in strife. Because it hinders your prayers. Think about what I just said. If your prayers are hindered, there's part of the answer why you're saying, why is this not happening? Possibly didn't get to where it's supposed to go. But once you begin to line everything up, once you begin to get the things in line, some of you are sitting here today and going, Brett, you know what? There's been strife caused on me and I didn't cause it. No, you probably didn't. But how are you going to walk it out? Let God deal with that. You have to go back to love. That's hard. But God will still bless you.
You can still be in agreement with his word. You can still love. You can still do what he tells you to do. So we're going to talk more about agreement. We've got three more points to go over next week. We've got another week or two of that. Then we've got the leak thing to go to. And then we've got our Star Wars series that we're going to do about the force. But I want to, I want to just recap really quick. Um, let me just pull this back up. We agree with things every day. Be careful of what you agree with. When you're just talking or what you sign. I've, you know, I've got, uh, I won't even go there. So be careful. You know, just be aware. Ask the Lord to help you. Set the speed. In other words, start saying, all right, and start speaking. I'm going to. I'm going to start saying what I'm supposed to say. You know, I've been giving some counsel out. People ask me, how does this happen? How does this go? And what happens with this? And how did you do that? And, you know, so I started talking to them about declaring. You need to declare some things. I declare this. I, you know, here's my declarations. And I began to say this. I just talked to someone last night and talked to him for quite a while, just saying, what are you saying? And, and they said, well, this is what I'm, you know, this is what's happening. And why is it happening? Well, I had to bring them back full circle. It's happening because you're saying it. Some of what's happening to you is in violation of your covenant with God. So you, now listen, if you're not in agreement with what God says, you're tying his hands and he can't operate, but you have the authority to use the power given to you through Jesus Christ to expel or to get rid of all of the stuff that needs to happen start speaking life and start speaking you know and you know you can say whatever you heard the story of a the the lady is a christian she lived next door to a man that he was an atheist and she'd come out every morning and just be oh god i love you thank you god thank you god i love you i thank you for your provision you're going to give me groceries and i need groceries and he heard her pray that the atheist did he had his window open and heard her and so he thought i got this woman i got her he went to the grocery store and bought groceries and put it on her porch and she came out said thank you jesus thank you you heard my prayer i knew you did i believed i received when i prayed you got me groceries and he busts out his house and said hey old woman that's not true i bought those groceries God didn't get them for you. And she said, thank you, God, you got me groceries and you used the devil to do it. (laughs) My point is this. I don't care how it happens. If you get into this, what I'm trying to get to you, it'll change your life. Now, I'll give you a case in point. You want a real example? And I don't know who did this. I don't know. But I don't I don't care. Because all I know is I put this into motion. They could be thinking, oh, no, I did that. Well, you know what? You, you did, but no matter what you say, if that was whoever you are, God did it. Because it doesn't matter to me. You see, here's the problem that we get into. we got to know all the details. I don't have to know the details. Help me, somebody. I don't have to know every detail of how God's going to do his miracle. I don't need to know that. What I need to do, my job, believe. That's my job. Get into agreement with what he says, how he does it. I do not care. Believe. Word, faith, things. That's the progression. I'm going to believe the word. I'm going to, I'm going to use my faith. And the things that I need that God has, has said I'm going to provide for you, that's how they happen. We've had some things that we needed. And the appliance realm at our house just decided they all decided to go on a heyday in the same month or so. So we sowed a seed. 
and we were believing God, we was believing you for more finances, and I, we did just what we teach you. We came home, envelope taped on the door, didn't tell anybody. I mean, my kids knew it, but, you know, because they pretty much know if the refrigerator doesn't work or the oven's broke. Taped on the door, my name, Kim's name, servant of the Lord. Cash money inside the envelope. What I'm telling you, how did that happen? Again, I don't know who did it. I don't care. What I do is I thank God and ask them to bless them for being obedient because we set that in motion. Are you with me? It is a law in the kingdom. I come into agreement, Lord, I shall not lack. How many heard that? I mean, does God supply all of my needs according? I'm talking about all of us, your needs, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, or does it not? Or is that just for the uh, elite? That's not what it says. That's for us. That's for you. That's for me. That is just for God doing what God does because we're his kids. So we operate in that agreement. I agree with what your word says, God, and I thank you. No matter if I need that, I'll have it because I need it, and you know I need it. So I thank you for it now. I speak the end result now. We speak thank you for those finances now. But, Brett, you don't have them. I do. I just can't wait for them to show up. It's going to be awesome. You know, we've had our house for sale before, and people say, did you sell your house? I say, yes. They say, oh, you did? Who bought it? I said, I don't know. I haven't met them yet. Because that's how that works. At the right time, whenever that is, God will do all that. I don't, I don't have to concern myself about any of that stuff. I have to concern myself about my belief and about my agreement and about what I get in agreement with and that I keep strife out. I'll give you a lot this morning. It's a good thing we don't have the other three right now. But we'll get those tomorrow, or tomorrow, Sunday, week from today, and we'll get all those together. And I'm telling you, you can start with these four, and, and you'll be amazed as you begin to put these things together. You begin to put those together, you begin to start saying, all right, that's awesome. Because as you just, this is all out of Scripture, this is all out of God's Word. These are laws that I can't change them, I can only discover them. The person I was talking to last night, I said, they said, well, can you give me an example? And I said, let me just, let me tell you this. I said, uh, your house, just like this room. Let's just use this room. This room is run with electricity, yes? Okay. There's electric wires running to all of these outlets, yes? Those lights are plugged into sockets, yes? So the power is there to light this room. But if, if I don't go over and turn that knob on that light... Or those sound guys don't do the sound for this or we don't hit the lights. Does the power come on? No. It's here. But we have to exercise our authority to go over and click that on. It's the same with you. God has what you need. And the things that you need. Now we're not trying to just get things. That's, that's, so you need to hear my heart. I'm not trying to preach a blab it and grab it and you know, lick it and stick it and all that stuff or whatever that is. Uh, I want you just, that has nothing to do with that, does it? <laughs> I don't know about this church. I'm, I'm trying to make me some notes on him. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is it, it's, it's available to you. 
if you just yield to the kingdom and start saying, God, you know what? Whatever you say, that's what I believe. And it's how it happens. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. They came back. Peter says, and and the Bible says they heard it. You know, you do a study on that and and you're going to find somewhere in that study. They heard him say it. And they're they're in agreement with what, you know, because they know who he is. And they're like, oh, and they marveled at what had happened. Listen to me. You start lining up with God's word. You start saying, you know what, just like that electricity. God, you show me where the switch is. I'm going to turn it on. Because it's there. It's there. You just have to start declaring and speaking out of your mouth. And then ask the Lord to show you, is there areas where you're not in in unity where you're not uh you know in in your household whether you're single or maybe it's at work or uh you know i have people come and say i, I can't stand my you know the, my boss is terrible and i and i get that and there in some cases that's exactly right he, he may be but again you have to operate in love you have to operate in love and and you know so you do that and that way you know what you're free to receive from god and i'm telling you those people are watching you and you're a witness to the king and you'll see great things begin to happen. I'm telling you, I think your lives are going to, and this is going to be the best Christmas ever. Lives are going to turn around. God's changing some things in you to make his kingdom go forward. You believe that? Say amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads real quick.